0: Hello and welcome to Art Talks. My name is D. Danjal, and episode one of our brand new podcast is all about Beyond the Screen, an immersive exhibition in conjunction with creation held at Hoffa's Mayfair Gallery in the heart of central London, featuring nine boundary pushing works by renowned and emerging AI and digital artists. Beyond the Screen explores the exciting possibilities that emerge at the intersection of art and technology and is co-curated by crypto artist OSF, who became the highest-selling lot at a recent Sotheby's auction. In this episode, we'll be talking to a key artist whose work is featured as part of Beyond the Screen. OSF, aka OV, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Good, man. Yeah, nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Good stuff. Right, so we love to kick off our interview with guests by asking them this. Can you name us or describe one life-changing moment you've had while working in the NFT space? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. All right, it's April 2021, so about two years ago. Came home a little bit drunk and uh, minted 150 Bored Apes. So.
0: Okay, well, well, can you just dis- um, <laughs> explain what the word minted means?
1: Yeah, so minted means you buy them at primary sale so it's like when you buy a brand new piece of artwork I would say Okay. so I minted 150 of them I think there was something like $200 each at the time I actually sold them all within a few days and I think I made something like 25 to 50 times my money but (laughs) on quite a lot that I put into so it was definitely life changing moment if I kept all of them which I didn't because I'm dumb but if I did I think it would have been worth like $70 million at the At the all-time highs. Whoa.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, next question is, how many people did you tell about that and how many invites did you get to parties and restaurants after it whereby they just slipped you the bill? <laughs> I don't tell
1: a lot of people about it. I kind of keep it on you the down, though. Good yeah, move, yeah, Good move. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, keep it quiet until now.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so look, let's go on to the main event. Let's talk about your works featured here at the Beyond the Screen exhibition at the Hoffer Gallery in Mayfair, Central London. You know, you are one of nine genre-defining artists who are being featured here. Tell us about your work.
1: Yeah, so my work is animated. Some people might call it a glitch, which means it kind of looks I don't know there's lots of definitions of it to me it means something looks a bit off or unpleasing or a bit concerning. Like so one to our
0: right over there. Absolutely right? that's yeah, it, yeah that's X
1: copy who is literally known as like the king of glitch yeah. and, and definitely one of my idols and so. for
0: obviously this is an audio podcast. So just to give you guys some descriptive context, we are looking at say, I don't know, like an eight foot LED yeah. screen, eight foot by maybe eight foot, and what's being shown is, could you just describe that, please? Yeah. Just describe that for so, our audio
1: listeners. This is a piece called Mesco Tetro by a London-based artist called Xcopy. He's probably one of the most famous or, or prominent crypto artists out there with some of the highest sales. You know, some of his works were sold for multi-million dollars. But this piece is like a white screen with fluorescent colors on top and this kind of like flashing, glitchy eye movement of what I think is a skull, but it's it's open to its interpretation. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. It's an amazing piece.
0: And guys, it sold for a shitload. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Our boy's doing very well. He's doing very well. Okay, so look, let's just get on to, you know, the, the meat of the conversation. We all want to know how do people like yourself, digital artists like yourself, approach incorporating, you know, your incredibly personalized style uh, and creative vision into such artworks, considering it, you know, there's, there's a very technical process to creating it these days.
1: Yeah, look, it's, that's a good question. I think it's a tough one. I think I have a lot of ideas and inspirations and thoughts in my head, and the challenge is when you think of a good idea, it's like, how do you put that onto canvas? How do you put that onto paper? And I think the answer is to not force it. Like every time I thought of something as like this would be really good, and then like I try and plan it and I try and draw it and with thinking about how I'm gonna do it. It just never turns out the way I want it to. Whereas if I'm like, oh, I just kind of feel like drawing this today and I just do it and it's a bit more spontaneous, like unprompted, then it ends up being a lot better than I, I thought. So, you know, it's this idea of like, if you plan a massive night out with your mates and you've been planning it for months and months and months, and it gets to that night, and you, you guys go out, it's kind of like, oh, that was all right. A bit whereas,
0: of an right? Yeah, yeah, but where's yeah, you know, yeah, if you're yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. just
1: like on your couch and someone goes hey mate do you want to go outside you're like, not. always the best night you, yeah you're like not really but someone twists you I and mean, you go out that's always the best night
0: the ones that you just don't think about too exactly. much right? whether it's making art or music or exactly. writing, well, I wouldn't say writing a book that's a slightly more laborious <laughs> process the <laughs> but do you know what I mean yeah exactly there's ones that you just don't think about you just act on intuition and subconscious man they always come out the best and they're the quickest to do as well yeah because you're not critically thinking about them. they're it. the, they're the most I mean? impactful for sure absolutely, and absolutely. For sure. what do you think sets digital art Apart from traditional art forms?
1: Yeah, look, you have a few different things. The first thing is most traditional art is static. They're not animated, they don't move. You put it up on your ball, and that's it. There's that. Obviously, digital art can be animated. I think if you look at the NFT world, you can start getting creative with this idea of like having dynamic elements into your art. So there's pieces of art out there. I have a collection out there actually, which is called Rex Cities. And actually, the image Rex Wrecked
0: Cities. Wrecked cities, cities. Yeah. Cities,
1: okay. yeah. And the image actually changes based on the price of like different crypto movements. So if like crypto's down 5%, then the image changes wow, to like a red one. Okay. If it's up 5%, it changes to a green one. So,
0: so is it like directly linked to Binance or something? How does No, how is it's it like what? it's linked. To,
1: you, it uses this technology called Chainlink VRF and you can actually attach it to real life oh, elements. Wow, so whether it's like crypto prices, whether it's the weather, it could be like... Moon cycles, which you know, some, some people call giving the
0: art emotion, like, yeah, simulating it's, exactly. its emotion in a sense.
1: You know, you can have like a screen or that simulating will simulate emotion. the emotions. So you can have a screen that will have that and it will change based on those elements. Which I think is you can't do that with traditional art, you know. This you is can't. true, yeah.
0: this is true. If I play, you know, the, uh, the devil's advocate in the room, doesn't that then kind of override that space in a human's consciousness where the imagination used to live? Do you know what I mean? In terms of the movement you might see in a painting and how that movement is always different every single time you look at it differently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I might be speaking from probably quite a traditional romanticized perspective, but which one do you think is better? Yeah, look,
1: I think that's right. It's like, you know, like, you look at a still painting and everyone has a different interpretation of it. And the best paintings are the ones that people come away from thinking, thinking different things. And I guess your question is like, does it ruin that element if you have an image that's always changing or like yeah. animated and having that dynamic element? When well, that it.
0: movement's being created for yeah, you, in a sense, yeah, yeah, you know?
1: yeah. I understand. I think that's a fair comment. Um, but look, you can still like everyone can inter- have their own interpretation of moving images, anyway. So it's a, it's a fair point, but I don't think it's one that um, is a limitation.
0: No, fair enough. I suppose that neatly brings us on to the whole idea of the challenges uh, that you know a digital artist like yourself might face while working in this industry you know what's the biggest challenge you've met so far and how have you navigated your way through it
1: yeah it's a tough one i think the biggest challenge is within the traditional art world people will tell you your art's not real what art like Mm. this has no talent or this has no history and elements of that i think are right especially when people say look this has no history i think the answer is yes you're right because we're four or five years into this idea that I call the digital renaissance, and lots of people do. Which I know.
0: Digital renaissance. It sounds funny. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. People, digital people. Most,
1: most people will cringe at that. has it been around that long. <laughs> well, we're in it. So <laughs> we're in, we're it, in right? it. Yeah, okay. we're in it. Look, like traditional art is amazing, but the best artists or the most iconic artists, like Basquiat or and- Andy Warhol, these are people who have captured culture yeah. in a moment in time, right? And what's our biggest culture right now? It's internet culture, right? Think about how much time you spend your phones and, and uh, laptops and. I think the world of NFTs and digital art and crypto art actually is best placed to capture that. And that's why I think you'll get pieces from this period, which is, we're only five years or six years into this movement.
0: Incredibly young.
1: That could be historic for many, many years to come. And I think, um, you know, that's my counter argument
0: to when I get faced with that. And now a quick word from our sponsor. The Hoffer Gallery specializes in contemporary art by established and emerging international artists. Poffer is determined to feature a multitude of artistic disciplines with an intent focus on exceptional talent, diversity, innovation, and cultural relevance. Dedicated to supporting rare talent and making their work globally accessible, Hoffa works closely with all of its artists to ensure the highest level of excellence and integrity across its locations in London, LA, and Mykonos. For more information, head over to thehouseoffineart.com. What do you think makes a great piece of digital artwork, a defining piece of digital artwork?
1: Yeah, look, I think there's two things to every piece of art which really can send it to something that has massive and huge value. I think the first thing is it has to have some kind of historical relevance. Like mm. I was the first one to create this kind of art with uh, you know, using this dynamic metadata. I was the first one to create this kind of Animated glitch style art or I was the first one to to create something that was 3D or whatever. I'm just giving you examples, Mm -hmm, right? Yeah, Um, absolutely. But that alone is not enough. And I think the second thing is what I touched on earlier, is like it has to be culturally significant. It has to whether it captures a moment in time where a large amount of people can resonate with this idea of something. And you know, this is the whole thing about meme culture, right? Like people, everyone loves memes because it's like, wow, I just saw this funny picture with a caption and I really related to that. And that's art. Memes are a form of art. So, NFTs or crypto art or digital art or whatever you want to call it, that can capture those moments in what's been like one of the most turbulent times and exciting times in, in the history of ever. We had, we went through COVID, you've gone through like financial crises, you're going through this crypto boom, like lots of different moving parts. Like, I think people who have the ability to capture that in an image or a video, or whatever that medium is. I think you're very well placed to to have something of, of huge value then. That's such
0: an important point actually. I think we're going through a period where the whole idea of art within itself and the stereotypes associated with it or define it are being redefined. Yeah. So yeah, there's a huge transition, huge shift happening at the moment. You guys are leading that essentially, aren't you?
1: Yeah, it's it's different. It feels weird, right? It's like, well, you know, why would I want to own this when anyone can right click and save it or anyone yeah. can view it, right? But I would say the same thing is like, look, you can have the actual Mona Lisa and you can have copies and prints of the Mona Lisa, mm. right? It's the same concept. It's just getting your head around this new medium of of, um, of NFTs.
0: Absolutely. So how do you see the digital art and the AI generated art space evolving?
1: I think, look, I think things will change a lot. Like I think we all use this, you know, we've used it a lot of times this word or term NFT. I think that term will go away. Like NFT, yeah, N- yeah. yeah, NFTs okay. were just a medium or technology. It doesn't have to be. So you think something is going re- to replace it? No, but it would just be like, if I buy a piece of digital art, why do we have to say this is an NFT, right? If I send you money from from my bank to your bank, do I say this was a CHAPS so or I sent you a BAX? We don't, right?
0: Oh, so, okay, so it becomes back and It becomes transparent. It becomes back That's a really interesting point, actually, because I've been hearing some some really inter- interesting conversations about how just general DeFi and blockchain technology should just become transparent. It's like Absolutely. whenever you pay for something using your credit card, you don't sit there wondering how Visa processed it. You don't care. You just tap and you go, exactly. right? Exactly,
1: yeah. The experience will change. You're not going to be like, Oh, I've got to like write down my seed phrase on a piece of paper yeah, and like yeah, connect yeah. my ledger and, you know, sign the transaction on wallet. wallet. Like, it's very cumbersome, and that's a huge barrier to people entering this market. And I think those things will eventually change, which does go to show, and I know this is so cliche to say, but it does go to show um, how early we are in this, in this yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Early and exciting. So I suppose... Is there any more we can speak about when it comes to the role that digital art is going to play in society? I mean, we've spoken about it from an NFT perspective, but from more of a general, broader sense, any more thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: look, I mean, let me ask you a question, right? How much time do you spend looking at a wall and how much time do you spend looking at a screen? Whether a screen is your mobile phone or whether it's your laptop or whether it's a TV screen. Like humans spend... The majority of their lives staring looking at screens. Stuff. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't go staring at a wall, and like you know, that's not to put down art galleries because yeah. everyone loves to go and appreciate art. But you are constantly staring at a screen. So, digital art is already in our everyday lives. Whether you're scrolling through memes on Instagram, whether you're scrolling through videos on TikTok, like these are all forms of art, and NFTs just allow you to have ownership of them. So, it already is a huge part of our lives, and it's only really going to get bigger because we are so technologically driven as a as a society, as a, as, a, as a race, really.
0: Would you say the genie is out of the bottle? It's not out in, the bottle. getting
1: back in. Genie's out of the bottle, it's yeah. It's
0: just a case of you know, yeah. creating it and then getting to know it and then embracing it and then yeah. it becoming normalized as a result absolutely. of that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Right, just like the transition from like horse and cart to car. Yeah, literally. It's that kind of a thing, it's isn't it? It's literally that. Yeah. Fantastic. It's literally that. Well, it's exciting and uh, we I just hope there are more sensible, like minded <laughs> people like you driving, you know, the 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 pioneering sense of it all. One final question before we sign off. What advice do you have for aspiring digital artists? You know, in, in other words, what's the most important skill set and general attributes that you think you need? To be a success within this space?
1: I would say the number one thing is to have an open mind. I think if you are already an artist, you probably have trained in a certain way, you've probably done things in a certain way. And I think what you have to recognize is this movement, this movement of NFTs, crypto, digital art, is a brand new movement that is changing the rules of the game. Mm. Like it's pushing boundaries, it's changing the rules of the games, and it makes it open for anyone. So if you've grown up being told you should do this, you should do this, you should do this to be successful. Throw all those away, put all those in the bin and just open your mind up to be like, oh, maybe I can do this, this and this. And you know, those, that can be literally anything, but it's a wide open playing field right now. And if you could be open minded enough to accept that we're moving to a different paradigm, then I think you can be really successful. But the first stage really is just like accepting, opening your mind and understanding that we are moving to a new era.
0: O it's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure having you on. Thank you for all the wonderful insight uh, and we look forward to watching what you do in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me.